Today we celebrate Easter. Easter is not just a time where we um, dress up, right? We look good today. It's not just a time we uh, go for eggs. Right now there's like, like a ton of kids in the park right now at Avenue. We're going to do it again after this service. And uh, it's not just a time where, uh, uh, man, we, we eat some good home cooking. Come on. Or go to Denny's, all right? It's not just a time uh, of friends and family, but it's a time to celebrate what Jesus did. That he died on the cross 2,000 years ago and he rose again. And here's what I love. Jesus died and he rose again so we can go to heaven. Is that a good place to be? Amen? Amen? Jesus died and he rose again so we can go to heaven. But here's, here's kind of the thing for me. And I really felt uh, uh, meant that I, I needed to obedient, be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And I had an Easter message and I, God said, do hope, do hope, do hope, do hope. But how can, we, how can we have hope? How can we have hope now if our hope's only in the future? And here's what the Bible says, John 10, 10. Jesus said the thief only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We're doing a, right now we're in the middle of a collection of talks entitled Chosen. Chosen, how many have been here for this series, Chosen? We're watching clips from the TV show Chosen as well. But the next series, we're going to be doing that for a couple more weeks. I invite you back uh, to church. But also, after Chosen, I'm doing a series entitled Distracted. Because I believe with all my heart, the thief comes to steal, to kill, but to distract. If he can distract you, I believe he can destroy you. He doesn't need to destroy you if he can just distract you. So I'm going to make sure you come back for that. But this is what really bothers me. The Bible says, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so they may have life and have it abundantly. Life and have it abundantly. Here's my problem. A lot of us, we go to church and we say, yes, he's the God of hope. But I want to see hope in your world today. So Jesus, he died and he rose again so we can go to heaven. But he also died and rose again to bring heaven to our earth. To bring heaven to our earth. There's a prayer. We did a series this last year uh, on, on, on earth as it is in heaven. Where Jesus said, boys, this is how we pray. Guys, this is how we pray. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. If you memorize the New King James Version, all right? I'm, I'm a hot mess. But, uh, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can we start living like heaven is in our earth? Like heaven is in our world? And so when I talk about hope today, yes, we have hope for what's to come. But can we have hope for today? That I want heaven in my earth, in my world, in my life today. Good place to amen, right? And so Romans chapter 15, you've got your Bibles with you, get your Bibles out. If you get your iPhone, you can have the YouVersion app. You go on Facebook and use the status right now for all your notes. You can use stories, all those different things that we can allow people, let people know that we're in church today. But in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, if you have an Android or a Samsung, I don't know what you can do. I mean, don't even, don't even get it out. You should get frustrated, change the font on it. I don't know. But Romans 15, 13, this is what it says. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we may abound in hope. But the title of my message today on Easter Sunday is Hope is Here and His Name is Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen? Hope is here and His Name is Jesus. Hope is here and His Name is Jesus. But I have a second title for probably many of us in this room because man, it's been kind of a roller coaster 
uh, of not just a year, maybe it's up two years, uh, maybe a decade. Maybe for you, you're like, my life is a roller coaster. I don't know if it's up or if it's down, if it's toppy turny, if it's upside down. But, man, Pastor, I love hope, and I love all that you're preaching on it. But don't get my hopes up will be my second title. Don't get my hopes up. Have you ever been in a situation where you're, you, you're, you're about to receive some good news or, or, or maybe you're, you've been praying for something you've been praying for and it's about to come to pass, it's about to take place, it's about to happen and then it doesn't take place and you get disappointed, you get hurt and your hope goes way down, your hope gets deflated and you say, you know what, never again, I won't let you disappoint me, I won't let you hurt me, but from here on out, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm not going to get my hopes up. There's an article I even saw this week, and uh, it says, don't get your hopes up. Why expecting the worst is the most positive and hopeful way to live. How many of you read that article, right? Here's my theological pastoral answer to this. No! 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 Why? Because I want to get my hopes up. Because I believe in Jesus that our hope isn't on what we see, but it's on what we believe. But here's the problem. We've been trying to hope on what we can see, what we can touch, what we can, what we can have in our lives now, today. Man, what news can bring us, what out, what out there can bring us instead of hoping for what we believe. I want to ask you today, what do you believe? What do you believe? The Bible says this in Romans chapter 8. For in this hope, we're saved. That every single Christ follower in this room, we said... I hope I'm saved, right? I hope that when I pray a prayer, that I hope that Jesus lived in my heart. I hope that he saved me and forgave me. I hope that he healed me and restored me. I hope that when I die, I hope I'm in heaven. I hope I'm with the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I hope I'm in a glorified body. I hope I can dunk and run and not lose my breath while I go up the stairs. Can I get an Amen. But I hope, I hope, I hope. But here's what it says. But hope is not, hope that is seen as no hope at all. For who hopes what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We wait for it patiently. How many heard that um, Christian phrase, like God is never too early? He's never too late. He's always right on time. Can I tell you, I hate that phrase? Because I don't like this part right here. I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting patiently. I'm the guy who orders something on Amazon and I'm watching the tracking. Anyone else, right? Like, I, I, I want it here. I want it now. I don't want to wait for it. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for that hope. So many of us in this room, let us hope, hope in the, in the uh, original language, in the, in, in the original language says, looking forward to inconfident expectation. What are we confidently expecting in our lives today. Because here's the problem. A lot of us, we, we lose hope. We lose hope because we, we've been praying, we've been believing, we've been planning, we've been preparing, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't take place. Especially in these past two years. We're looking forward to with confident expectation. Many of us, we, 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 we still look forward, but we didn't have confident expectation. And then we kind of progressed to the second stage, which is we stopped looking forward. I want to ask you today, what do we hope for? What do we hope for? 
If you're in this room today and you say, don't get my hopes up. You can preach, do your thing, preach it up. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I've heard it before. I've been disappointed. But I want to ask you today, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? What are you believing for? What have you been hoping for? What are you believing for? I want to ask you, what are you hoping for? What are you believing for? Paul kind of gives us a, 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 a hint on what we're supposed to be hoping for. He says, Paul, servant of God, apostle of Christ Jesus, for the sake of faith, God's elect and the knowledge of truth, which accords to godliness. He says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised. He promises hope today. He promises that when we die and we, we ask Jesus to come into our life, we're going to go to heaven. That's a good hope, right? Yes! Hallelujah! I'm going to heaven. i got to get out of jail card. I have hope. But it says God never lies, which he promised this. But here's what's interesting. According to Towns in his book, Manifesto of Hope, he says the word hope does not mean something that we wish for. And it's not, man, I really, I wish this would happen. I, I really hope this would take place. Hope is not even a deep desire. But rather the word hope comes from God himself who gives the believer the absolute assurance that he will go to heaven. That's amazing. That's great. That is why we have vision here at Avenue Church. Our vision is for you to know God, to find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference. I want you to know God. I don't want you to know church because many of us, we can know church and we can get disappointed by church and by people. I want you to know God. I want you to know God. Many of us, we can know church. I mean, uh, I grew up in church. I, I have church hurt. I have church disappointment. I, I, I've seen that. I've done all that. But I had to realize I don't know God as my Savior. I don't know the God of hope to fill me with joy and peace and believing again. I want to know God, but we can't find freedom until we know God. Find freedom from our yesterdays. Find freedom from our addictions, from our sins, man. Find freedom from that hamster wheel of sin so we can discover our purpose so we can make an eternal difference. But today, I want us to, I want you to know hope. I want you to know hope. I want you to know the God of hope that can fill you. But the problem is, a lot of us, we try to find hope in our circumstances. We try to find hope. I even found myself uh, one day at my desk um, studying and uh, all the different things that I do. And I even remember uh, I'm saying to myself out loud, I hope I get some good news this week. Is that okay to say? Like, I just hope, I hope for something. But how many know it's false hope? I remember walking into the mailbox even, and I said, I hope to get a nice piece of mail just to, just to have something. But how many know we can't hope in our present circumstances? Because what is the side effect of hope? How many have seen those medicine commercials, right? They're like, a, like a pill or take this cream or take this uh, medicine. And then and the, during the uh, commercials, like happy people, all these things, and you kind of watch that and go, I hope if I take that, I can have that. But all of a sudden, the side effects goes really fast. Like if you, you could take this, but you might, you might have nausea. You might be nauseous, you might get sick, you might get bloated, you might die, you might develop a third arm, you might have a third eyeball, you know, and it just kind of goes through the list of things, and people are still like, that's fine, I want the medicine. But I want to ask you today, what is the side effect of hope? Romans 15 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and with all peace. So according to God's word, God is hope, and if I believe in God, he will fill me with joy and with peace in believing. What is joy? Joy is in the anticipation 
of what is coming, that's awesome. Yes, I'm going to heaven. Yes. But peace is resting in what God promised will happen today. I believe we need joy and we need peace in our lives. We need joy and we need peace in our lives. Romans chapter 5, it says not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not let us down. I pray that you have a side effect of hope today. No matter what happens out there in the news, all the different things going on in our, in our world, in our country, no matter what's going on in your life, in your workplace, in your family, I pray that you'll have joy and you'll have peace. You'll have joy and you'll have peace. You know, uh, a few years back, there was a movie that came out and uh, uh, my wife and I, we, we, we said, let's go see this movie, and, and uh, it looks like a good one, and it was like a suspenseful movie, all right? And, uh, and this movie went to the theater, I think we brought like our father-in-law and, and our brother-in-law, and we were in this movie theater, and I was like, all right, this is the suspense, you know, it's not like weird, and like, it's not a weird movie, uh, you know, we don't go to rated R, things like that, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, we're just the suspense, and so the movie starts, and I find myself, like, sweating, like, oh my goodness, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, the movie progressing, and now movies nowadays, they don't even, like, lean you in, right, they just like, bam, boom, explosions, things going on, and all those different things in the movie, and we're kind of like, whoa, this is crazy, and all of a sudden, in the movie, things are popping out, scaring us, bah, you know, oh, oh, God, I got you, and, and as we're watching the movie, you think it's dire terms, and it's not going to work out, all of a sudden, the plot twist at the end, the hero comes in, and all of a sudden, the movie ends, and we go, yes, what a great movie, right, I mean, I'm talking about, now, I don't know if you get that invested in movies, but your, your boy does, and then this week, my parents came into town, and uh, just in conversation, I said, have you seen the movie? And you know how you like, quote a movie, and they've never seen the movie, and then you look silly? Yeah. So I said, well, let's fix that. Let's, see the, let's watch the movie. So Levi, uh, you know, we got him upstairs and, 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 and into bed. And, and so we sat down as family and began to watch this movie. And I remember my, the second time watching the movie was much different than the first time watching the movie. Raise your hand if you're in this room and you watch the same movie multiple times. Right? There's the weirdos. You guys are weirds. All right? Raise your hand if you only watch a movie once and only once. Once and only once. There's a few. All right? There's the godly people in this room. Right? And so we're watching this movie, and, uh, and as we're watching it, my parents are kind of going, ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, how's your ticker? Are you good? You know? And, and they're kind of, oh, you know, and they're watching it. And even my wife, Pastor Lindsay, a few moments was like, bah. She, she'd go, oh. I knew that part was going to happen. I knew it was going to take place, but I was still scared. But I found myself watching the movie I already watched, and I had a different emotion in watching that movie than it was the first time. Because the first time watching that movie, you don't know what's going to take place. But the second time or the third time watching the movie, you know exactly how it's going to end. That should be the Christian life. When we say, yes, it's terrible. Yes, I'm suffering, but I know how this movie ends. I know how this life ends. I know that I'm not only going to go to heaven, but I believe that our God is so good that he's going to take my present circumstances and turn it around for his praise and his glory, and that's what I have hope in. But here's the problem. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. What does that mean? What is hope deferred makes the heart sick? Really, the question is, what makes our heart sick? 
What makes our heart sick? And that's disappointment. What happens is when we get disappointed, we get disappointed when we look to the present instead of to the future. And many times with the pastor, I'll look back in the past and say, Jesus, I, I prayed the prayer. I sowed the seed. I planted the seed. But I don't see it here today. Even when you look at the present, you say, I thought we would be so much further along now than we were back then. I thought by now, by the time I got here, I'd be so much further along. There's been many uh, dreams and, and, and desires and prayers that, that, that oftentimes we end up burying it to say, you know what, Lord, I... I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. And here's what happens is that disappointment makes our heart sick and we lose hope in God. Disappointment makes our heart sick and we lose hope in God. And for many of us in this room, how do I lose hope? How do I lose hope? Now here's a kind of a process I've seen. I've been in ministry for about 20 years. I gave my life to Jesus at right around junior high. Had a call of God in my life around high school and uh, been on a journey with, with Christ ever since. And this is just what I have seen when we start losing hope. When we get disappointed, when our heart becomes uh, uh, sick and hope is deferred, here's what kind of takes place. We Number one is we kind of just stop reading our Bible. And this could be from all walks of life. This could be, I read my Bible every day for years and years and years, but enough is enough. I'm tired of being disappointed. I'm tired of being let down. I'm just, I'm just not going to read. I'm just going to stay away. From, I'm just not going to read my Bible. I'm not saying, like, like, read your Bible every day. What's wrong with you? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm encouraging you. A lot of times we lose hope when we just stop reading our Bible. We just, you know what, I'm just going to wake up and hop on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or I'm just gonna go right to work, or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my head down because I'm tired of getting disappointed. Can I be real today on this Easter morning? <laughs> Number two is what happens is we stop praying for the little things. And hear me out. We'll, we, we'll, we'll still pray. I got a job interview. I'm praying. You know, I got a, I got I got a desire, or, or I got you know, I'm coming down with with a cold. I'm 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 gonna pray. The problem is we stop praying for the little things. The kind of the third thing I've seen is we stop attending church events. We just say, you know, I'm good, I'm busy, I better, you know, start naming your couch like an appointment. You know, I have an appointment at home called the couch. And we just stop attending church events. Number four is we stop going to church weekly. And number five is we just stop church altogether. Now I said this last service, can I just tell you, this is not, this is not how dare you. This is not, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go find those people and let's, let's make them feel terrible for not being in the house of God. You know, a lot of times when we get disappointed and we maybe tell somebody or we confess something or we're saying, this is what I'm believing for, or maybe you had a perhaps God prayer and you said, perhaps God will do a miracle in my life, put it on the things that we had up here this last year, and then you're saying, man, perhaps God, or dunatos, I believe God has made me powerful and mighty, and all of a sudden you were disappointed, and you were let down, you pray some prayers, and you believe God for some big things, and, and when you come to church and you're disappointed, you stop coming because you're tired of explaining yourself. You're tired of saying, well, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going it's to happen. Or what happened was, or, or this is what took place. And you just get tired of, of having to explain 
how you're still trying to maintain the faith. I help you. Yeah, God is good all the time. I have hope and endurance. I'm a, I'm a Christ follower. And can I tell you, I hear you. I, I, I see you. I want to know, it, all of us, we have been disappointed in this room. Can I be real with you? Can you raise your hand in this room if you've been disappointed? It's okay. Come on, look at all these hands up. If your hand ate up, I'm disappointed in you right now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But this is what takes place for us today. So here's what we should start doing. Number one is we should start reading God's Word. We should God, God's Word is it's not just a history book. It's not a textbook. It's not a library book. It is living. It's active. It's powerful. God's Word can bring us hope every single day. God's Word, if you say, I don't know how to read God's Word, we got something called Rooted that's going to be taking place. We have a, um, a, a test run in the summer. If you want to be part of the test group and you're like, what's this? You know, no side effects, okay? Uh, you can be a part of the test group called Rooted, but Rooted is going to help you connect with God, the church, and your purpose, and it's going to teach you how to read your Word. Amen. How do I study the Bible? Where do I start? Where do I begin? How do I pray? Man, how do I pray to God? I know how to pray inside, but how do I pray outside? And so we have rooted uh, that's going to be happening. But also number two is community. It's community. Now, if you're here and, you, and you've been to church and you've left church, I, I hear you right now. You're saying, what are you doing? Is this a telemarketing ad? But can I tell you, God's word will change your life, but so will community. Amen. God wants you to know God so you can find freedom. And community helps you with that. There are many times in my small group, Tuesdays at noon at Avenue HQ, just throwing it out there, you know. In my small group, there's many times we're doing leadership. We're talking about John Maxwell, God's Word, and Proverbs, and, you know, different things like that. But in every single time in my small group, I'll literally almost every week go, guys, I know I'm like the pastor of this church, but is this my small group too? And they go, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I'm able to share my heart. I'm disappointed. Or I'm frustrated. Or this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm processing. This is what I'm going through. If God says there's hope for heaven, well then what does he mean when, when heaven comes to our earth? How am I have hope here in today? In the middle of a crisis, in the middle of pain, in the middle of hurt, in the middle of it all. How do I do this? And can I tell you, my small group, every single time, they will not say, what's wrong with you? You're the pastor of the church. Have you ever expressed hurt or in a group and you're saying, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, I'm losing the faith? Somebody in that small group, I promise you, because this is how God works. Somebody in that small group is going to go, I was exactly where you are. I was, I've been there, my friend, and we need to get together. Man, I'm going to send you text messages of God's word, God's scriptures. I'm going I'm to follow up with you. I'm going to do life with you because I've been where you are right now. And that brings me hope. But also then there's making a difference. And next Sunday, even somebody after this first service, she said, I'm making this my home church. And she said this, you far, you far, but a church alive is worth the drive. I said, come on, amen, sister, you know. But next week, we're starting to connect one day. We do it once a month. And that's where you discover our church, but we want you to connect you to your people, your place, and your purpose. It's connect one day. So we have Rooted happening this summer. We also have connect one day taking place next week. But I love what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says. It's let us, let us be sober. Have you put on the blessed plate of faith and love? And as a helmet, hope of salvation. And we are to carry hope with us every single day. For God has not destined us for wrath, for obtaining salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, who died, 
and he rose again, that together we're awake or we're asleep, we may live together with him. And here's what it says, period. <laughs> Amen! But in verse 11 it says this, therefore, encourage one another. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. God always includes people when it comes to him, when it comes to hope. Because there's many times I feel hopeless or disappointed, and God brings pastors and leaders around me that say, I believe in you. We can have hope for the future. Because that's encouraging one another. Now, if you have someone in your life, I wanna, I'm going I'm to help you out. If you have somebody in your life, they're hope suckers, you need to mafia them out a little bit. Just say, I ain't coming over today. I'll open tomorrow. I'm not coming over tomorrow. How about next week? Maybe. I'll see what my calendar says. Those are people in your life that you say, just for a season, just for a season, I need people around me that will encourage me and will build me up in the most holy faith. Close your eyes. Oh, it's God. Here's what First Peter chapter 1 Verse 3 says, it says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has called us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's my response to those in this room today. You're saying, Pastor, I won't get my hopes up. Don't you dare. Don't, don't just preach a little thing. I mean, I know, the, I know God's word. But my answer to you today is that we have, we're born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Resurrection means rising up from a lower status to a higher one. My prayer today is that, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that he will rise your hope again, that he'll change it for the better. You know what resurrection means? When it says I, 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 that the resurrected, you know, the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Resurrection means there's an ending that I can count on today. That God can bring me hope today in Jesus' name. And we see this when Jesus died and he rose again. Now, John chapter 11, I always loved using this story for Easter because Jesus actually had some friends. He had his 12 disciples, but also had three friends, Mary, Martha, and their brother, Lazarus. And Lazarus was, he was sick one day and, and so they, they sent messengers to Jesus. They said, find my friend Jesus. Would you go find him? And, and when you find Jesus, let him know that, that Lazarus, his friend is sick. How many do that sometimes? Like, Jesus, I need an answer to prayer and I've been serving you. Like, I've been setting up and tearing down Avenue Church. I've been praying and reading my word. Sometimes we do an account. I haven't sinned lately, you know. And I, I need your help. I need you today. And so they send for Jesus. And the Bible says, Jesus said, okay, I'll, I'll, let's go. I'll be on my way. But he intended in his heart uh, not to be on time. He heals a woman and goes to do some ministry. And when Jesus arrives in John chapter 11... And that when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus has already been dead. He'd been dead for four days. Can you imagine the tension of Mary and Martha? They're probably saying, what? how amazing is this? That we're, we're friends with Jesus. The King of Kings, the, Lord, the Messiah is here on this earth. He's ate at my table. He's been at my home. 
He healed Mary. I'm friends with God. Can you imagine the tension of praying a prayer, having full hope, having full expectation, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't come to pass. So Jesus shows up on the scene, and Lazarus has been dead for four days. But when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and she met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Mary said, don't get my hopes up. Mary said, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, and I'm frustrated. I've been let down. And Mary isolated herself. Mary got away. But Martha said to Jesus, and I love this, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. This is someone who's saying, Lord, this is what it says in your word. In your word it says you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed, they'll recover. This is what the Bible says, that greater is he who lives in me than he who's in the world. Come on. And this is what Jesus says to her. But even now, Martha says, I know that whatever you ask from God, he will give to you. Isn't that amazing? That's someone that says, hope is here. And his name is Jesus. Doesn't make sense. I can't see it. But I'm believing for it. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And I love this. This is such a church answer, right? Jesus himself said, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. High five. She said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. I know he's going to rise again. He's in heaven. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. And this is what Jesus said. No. He said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Not just for then, but for now. Not just for later, but for today. And whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. He says, do you believe this? Do you hope? Do you hope again? Do you hope again? Can, we, can I just say, I'm going to back up. This is the last service. I'm just going to say, can we stop putting answers in God's mouth just so we can feel like we have security in what's going on in the current circumstance? And can we just say, God, I believe. It doesn't make sense. I don't have an answer for it, but I believe. I believe. What can go wrong? Everything. But I believe. I believe. And he said, yes, Lord, I believe. I believe you're the Christ, the Son of God, who's coming into the world. And so Jesus, he, he went away. He wept. He cried. He went to the tomb. He cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. And the man who died came out, his hands, his feet bound with linen strips. His face stripes, his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. And he did a miracle on that day. The same miracle of, of dying on the cross. And three days later, rising again. I've been so burdened for those in this room that have been disappointed. And you're more like Mary than you are Martha. There's some Marys in this room. I appreciate the Marys in this room. Or that Martha's in this room. I appreciate the Marthas. The Marthas that are saying, let's go, let's rally. It's going to be okay. I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I got faith. I got hope. 
I hope it's my, in Jesus, that's the only answer I have. I've been so burdened this week by the Marys. But Mary remained seated in the house. She didn't even move a muscle when she heard Jesus. It was in the general vicinity. But then Martha has this conversation with Jesus, and she just says, I believe. And then she comes back into the house, and I've never seen this before in this context. But when she said this, Martha went, and she called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here, and he's calling for you. The teacher is here, and he's calling for you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. He chose you. What really she is saying, she's saying hope is here, and he's calling for you. Hope is here today, and he's calling to you. I love that Jesus didn't back up and go, well, she ain't coming out here. I love that Jesus said, I am the resurrection, and I am the life. And here's too many of us in Ephesians chapter 2. Too many of us, we live in this world without God and without hope. The God of hope. I am tired of living without hope, without joy, without peace. But now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know what the gospel message is today? It is not bad people becoming good. There's no such thing. It's only people that are far from God are now being brought to Christ. Those that are in darkness are now being brought into the light. And so will you do me a favor today? Will you just stand with me, please? And will you bow your heads? Will you close your eyes? I would just love the honor to pray with you today. Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. You know what he was saying? He said, life's going to come and steal and kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come so you may have life, not just for eternity, but life here and today. I'm the resurrection and I am the life. So I'm going to resurrect things that are dead today. That's what the Easter message is all about. He died to pay for our sins, to pay the penalty of that price. But then he resurrected again to say, I pay for it, but you can have new life today. We don't have to wait till we're dead. We don't have to wait till we go to heaven. We can have hope today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life, can I let you know that Jesus died and he rose again, not only so we can go to heaven, but so he can fill us with the God of hope today in Jesus' name. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, just do me a favor. Just keep a hand up today. We always, we'll never embarrass you. We'll never single you out. But just put a hand up today and say, I need Jesus. Put a hand up and say, I need hope today. On this Easter Sunday, I'm going to give my life to Christ. Yes, yes. I see you over there. Yeah. Anyone else? Come on. Yes, yes. I'm proud of you guys. Yes, yes. Over there. Just come on. Yeah. I see you, sweetheart. Proud of you. Anyone else? And I want us to pray a prayer. I want us to pray a prayer. Say, God, fill me. Fill me with hope. Fill me with love and joy and peace. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I pray for individuals in this room today that you once believed for great things and mighty things. You prayed audacious prayers. 
You pray sun stand still prayers. And I pray that you've been disappointed. You lost hope. You've been hurt. And for good reason. And I pray today, may the God of hope fill you again. Fill you with hopes and dreams and desires and visions today. May the God of hope propel you, not just for the resurrected day, but today. Now, Father, help us to dream again. Help us to hope again. Father, I thank you. You died and you rose again to fill us with hope. In Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Hope resurrects us again. Come on, worship team. Sing the same God for me real quick. Because you are the same God. If you did it for Lazarus, you could do it for us today. If you did it for them, you could do it for me. In Jesus' name. Just take a moment and ask the God of hope to fill you through the power of the Holy Spirit today. Say, Jesus, fill me. Jesus, fill me. Speak to me today. Speak to me today.
Holy Spirit, I thank you. Thank you. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross 2,000 years ago. And thank you for resurrecting. I thank you that the resurrected King is resurrecting us today. So, Father, we just pray a prayer today to invite hope back into our hearts, to give us hope and healing and purpose back in our lives. That church, I'm so grateful for all those hands that were up. It's just a moment we're going to pray a prayer together because we don't do anything alone at Avenue. But as we pray that prayer, I just want to challenge you. Man, will you dive in? Will you, will you give God a chance to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to believe and I'm going to hope again. And I pray you have some side effects this week of joy, yeah. of peace, yeah. of healing of just hope and expectation, of vision for your life. Be able to see the details that God has planned for you. So that every eye open and every mouth open, we'll just all say a prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. Say, so today, I've repented my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. Come on, church. I'm a child of God.